0: Welcome to the Siege Podcast, a weekly show where the Siege guys break down this week's college games from a betting perspective, give you tools and information you'll need before placing your bets, and give you picks of their own. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at Picks Siege. Now, here are the Siege guys Devin Hadley, Jordan Hadley, James Roth, and your host, Travis Harris.
1: Welcome back to the Siege podcast. We're already on episode 10, if you can believe it, as we just finished up a monster week three of college football and week two of NFL. Siege clients enjoyed a very profitable four and a weekend in NFL for a total of a seven and two record and a positive 4.3 units on the week, which brings our season total for our Siege VIP clients uh, to a positive 10 units from a 16, six and one record. Which means the hundred dollar better is up one thousand dollars already, and there's still plenty of winning left to do this season. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Pick Siege to join the winning team and start becoming a profitable sports better today. We have an awesome guest joining us today, but before I end up, I do have one more humble brag to make. I'm sure the listeners are dying to you know how James and I did in the golf league championship last week, and I'm happy <laughs> to report we are the 2022 Siege Golf League champs. Who? <laughs> I, I, james isn't able to join us today technical difficulties but i'm sure i speak for him when i say it feels good to be a champ so like i said we have an awesome guest joining us today greg waddell or at gwizzy 12 on twitter from sleepers media and the field of 68 is with us i hope many of you have seen greg's videos and content on social media and if you haven't you certainly should greg how's it going today man it's great,
2: man. I'm excited to be here. I've been a, a listener of the pod this year, and anyone with a brain is uh, tailing everything you guys have been doing for multiple years now. So a uh, pleasure to be joined by, or by you guys or joining you guys, and uh, I'm excited to talk some bets.
1: Yeah, it's certainly good to have you here, and uh, it's no
2: secret to anyone who follows you on Twitter,
1: you absolutely crush it when it comes to college hoops. How does your football betting compare to the hoops?
2: Oh my god, it's not in the same stratosphere, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm I'm here for your tutelage, not vice versa. I'll be very clear, but uh some people may know if they if anyone has a clue who I am. They might recognize me from hitting one crazy college football parlay last year. <laughs> so, I'm uh, I'm hunting those every single Saturday, but I this past oh, yeah. weekend, boys, I was like O for 23. On uh, bets that I wrote down about, so I need um, you to steer me in the right direction.
1: Oh well, when you when it's hard to stay away from something that made you so much money in one setting, I I, I can certainly attest to that. Be be honest, Greg. How, how many of those are you are you putting in a week? Those uh, big-time uh, underdog parlays.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. So I, I, my intention every college football Saturday, and then if I have remaining budget, to do also every NFL Sunday, I'll usually fire off three to four max. Okay. And they're each between $25 bets and $100 bets max. Sure. And I shoot off the parlays and then whatever my budget is on the parlays, my goal is just make that even on one to two plays. I feel really strongly about. So I I would say more often than not, I come out even or above just because I, I limit the individual games. I bet beyond that and just take shots when I have budget for it. Uh, but certainly that there are weeks probably once a month, like last week where I just lose everything. And it's a, a humbling reality check for me.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it certainly sounds like uh great bankroll management, which is half the battle when it comes to uh, tackling the boards every week.
2: Percent man, you guys know best. You've taught me half of what I know with football. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that we could do that and uh, glad that, uh, that we can kind of help each other out. That's great. So let, let's, let's, uh, Take a step back and look at last week. There's certainly a lot to dis- dissect. Um, Dev, you you want to take take us going here or get us going?
3: Yeah, last week, um, my biggest thing. Our UTSA pick, we sent them out plus twelve and a half. I really thought they had a chance to went outright. Um, they threw a damn pick six, and Texas covered because of that. That just that pissed me off so much. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that's the one thing that stuck out last week. And then also uh, Notre Dame, I think they're just that bad because Cal is brutal and they did not play well. Notre Dame was lucky to win that game. Uh Uh, Don't like what I'm seeing from the Irish. I'm I'm not going to bet the game against UNC because that's just a a rat line in my opinion. But um, those two things stuck out to me the most. Yeah.
1: I'm going to address the elephant in the room and, and just ask a question. Is Michigan State in trouble this weekend against Minnesota? Uh, yeah, big time. I mean, they looked awful. First half was bad, but anyone have anything on Michigan State that you want want to talk about?
2: I do. I'll yeah, go in. for it. Yeah, Greg's uh, So I, guys, I, I I was not on Michigan State last week, and I have a very love hate relationship with Michigan State football. I thought last week was trappy. I thought Michael Penix was a monster. I didn't bet it. I didn't bet Washington, but I just didn't feel good enough either way. I love Michigan State this week, gentlemen. I absolutely love them. I think this is disrespectful to the program to have a home game and be dogs against P.J. Fleck. I mean, I – need to dig up some numbers because I pulled these this morning for uh, the Field of 68 betting show that we do every Saturday. But, like, Michigan State, even just in the Mel Tucker era, is, like, I think, I want to say 7-2 and after a loss. Like, they they rarely lose two in a row. This Minnesota team, for for how much everybody's talking about Michigan's schedule being ridiculously easy, this Minnesota team's three weeks is cupcake, cupcake, cupcake – they beat an FCS team that's 0-3, that lost to two non-Division one opponents. Like, <laughs> I, I think this Michigan State team's all right, at least offensively. I know there's questions with everything defensively right now, but do we really think Minnesota's going to walk in and at least not make this a competitive one-score game at worst for Michigan State?
3: Right. Well, I also think, Greg, I like the matchup for State because the way to beat State – is to sling it around the, around the field and, you know, beat them in the passing game. And, you know, Minnesota's quarterback, I think Tanner Morgan is, is his name. He's pretty good, but he's more, you know, he feeds off that run game. If, if State can bottle up the run and make Morgan make plays down the field, I like their chances there. The problem is I don't know if they can stop the run either. Um, their D-line to me is a little suspect. Although they should get some bodies back this week, like Slade, that'll help a ton. But um, I, I like the matchup. Like, I, I hate the matchup next week at Maryland more than I hate it this week against Minnesota. Sure, I'm a big trends guy, and Greg, that trend you just laid, uh, uh, Tucker
1: seven and two after a loss. I I can't help but not hammer. Uh, Michigan State on that one.
2: So I got I got the actual numbers because I misspoke. Five and two under Mel Tucker after a loss, but that includes yep. wins at Michigan in the big house against Northwestern, who that year was number eleven in the country, and then they were dogs last year to Penn State in that snowball game. Yep. So it's not like they beat Cubs after losses. Like they show up for, for sort of must win morale games. Uh even going back further, seven of nine conference openers. In Big Ten play, Michigan State has won. Uh, And then, yeah, if you look at Minnesota's combined three games, their schedule, New Mexico State's 0-4 with a 59-point loss to Wisconsin. Colorado's 0-3. They lost to Air Force by 31. And Western Illinois, the FCS opponent, 0-3 with losses to Tennessee, Martin, and Southern Utah. Come on. Like, (laughs) no matter what this is, no matter what the matchup is, this Minnesota team is going to line up against some dudes, half of whom are from the portal, that have a pulse and are pissed off. And that bodes well for the dogs this weekend.
1: I'm locking it in as soon as we get off this call. <laughs> I love it. Anyone else have anything on Michigan state before we move on?
0: Yeah. I, tried. Um, I think every real state fan that knows betting and knows football knew that Washington was a play. So we never go out West and win rarely ever. Um, and we also never beat Michael Tenex whenever we're playing him. I couldn't get myself to bet Washington, but I did hammer the over as you know one of my favorite plays last week that I talked about on the podcast. Um, that was a stress-free winner, but uh, I just couldn't get myself to bet Washington. Wish I would have, but we were all together watching the game. I couldn't go against against the green and get it that way, but we did lock in the over and hit that. But yeah. I, I, do, I agree with Greg. I, I like the bounce-back spot. Uh, I am taking the over again just because if MSU overs around 50, I almost have to take it. <laughs> For sure. I know the matchup is Minnesota runs the ball, but they're going to look at the tape and be like, look, this is the worst secondary in the country. Once again, they're going to dial up some deep throws, some play action, and they're going to score at will. But I think state will score too. It'll match up uh, sharing points, bouncing back from each other. And, uh, I think they go over fifty pretty easy. Probably more in the sixties, which I thought this line would be. But yeah, that's that's all I got on stage.
1: Yeah, I'll say we had twenty guys on that over on Saturday night slamming beers and talk about electric. That was awesome. Um, I, I got I have another question. Kansas Jayhawks are now three and zero. They just beat Houston. Are, are they legit? I mean, I. Could they be a Big 12 contender? Um, I mean, it's, it seems crazy to say, but Jalen Daniels is an absolute stud. He's the team's leading rusher, also by the way, as quarterback. He can sling it. He can run it. He's got a seven-one touchdown and interception race ratio. It's a fun team to watch. Vegas finally caught up. I saw this week on their overs opening at around sixty-six or so. Um, I, I I should I should have looked to see what Kansas's Big 12 odds were. Uh, before
3: the show, but I'm almost wondering if that's worth a sprinkle. No, they, I mean they, they <laughs> Houston, they dog walked Houston, which impressed me. But their defense is still pretty bad. Um, they're not going to beat uh, Oklahoma or even Baylor or um, or Texas. There's they're, they're not even close to that level yet. They're better, much better than expected, but let's not get crazy all right that's fair I, mean, I
1: I will say i hate houston they i just am so disappointed in them they literally have some of the one of the best wide receivers in the country great quarterback um just awful play calling awful discipline just shame on you dana holgerson shame on you just ruining a great team um all right so so let's hold off on kansas yet. Yeah, that's fair um Anyone else have have anything from from last week you want to touch on, or anything that you noticed, or anything that surprised you?
0: No. Trev, I do want to say if you're Nebraska right now, how do you not uh, throw the bag at this Kansas coach? What's his name? L- Leopold. I mean, that guy's going to be getting offers left and right. Um,
3: no, they got to they,
0: they got to get somebody in there.
3: They uh, Nebraska, they legit think they're getting Urban Meyer. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs>
0: Come I back to reality, it. and uh,
1: they're gonna—they gotta offer this guy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. How, how do you not just enter the transfer portal if, if you play for Nebraska right now? That's crazy. Well, if, if uh, Greg, Dev, and anything you want to touch on from last week before we get to uh, games this week,
2: I'll just quickly say uh, I I have my eye on Florida right now. They 100% should have lost that game to South Florida. And uh, there was like a bad snap that went 15 yards behind a guy when they were in field goal range, driving to potentially win the game with two minutes left. And I, I just don't think this team's very good. And I think the line, like Vegas knows that. They're trying to sucker people in this week, and we can, we can save this for when we pivot to this week. But they're 10-and-a-half-point dogs on the road against Tennessee. And I think that's a massive message to everyone that Vegas wants you to bet Florida. And I'm not taking the bait. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Well, let's, let's, let's get to that game. Cause I have it um, written down here to touch on um, great, great week of football, by the way, three games tonight, already in action, including Thursday night football, three games tomorrow. Um, and then, like you said, Greg, we have Tennessee uh, minus ten and a half against Florida, which you said does seem a little fishy and that Vegas is just begging you to take Florida. Um, I don't I don't have a play either way. However, I will say this. I wish I was in Knoxville tailgating for that one. That's going to be <laughs> an epic, epic tailgate. Um, awesome campus. I, I believe it. I've never been. I would love to sometime. But... Um, we also have Clemson minus seven uh, at Wake Forest. That's going to be a good game. And Texas A&M uh, minus one and a half kind of fluctuating uh, at home against Arkansas. Um, Neutral set. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's at uh, Jerry's place. Thank you. Um, anything else to say on Florida, Tennessee, before we touch on these other two? Uh, I love, love the
3: over. You can't take the under here.
0: It's got to be,
3: what, mid-60s? It's got to be in the 60s. 62 and a half, lower than I thought. Yeah, Um, I thought it would be around 66. Kind of a square play, though, to take the over. I think everyone's going to be on the over, which always scares me, but you either take the over or you don't bet it.
1: Agreed. Okay. Greg, we know your thoughts. Anything else to add?
2: I just – I don't know. I – I have a gut feel here that this is like a Tennessee Statement blowout win. Uh, I've been, for the, the Field of 68 football stuff we do, I, in week one, I had legitimate NFL college football analysts telling me week after week, day after day, that Anthony Richardson was the top five quarterback in the country. And I'm like, can we just slow down here? Like, he had, like, three really nice plays week one, but let's see him do it again. And ever since, he's just been horrible. He has zero passing touchdowns on the season thus far. Uh, I I just don't know. I think this team is pretty gross, and somehow they won that Utah game because Cam Rising, instead of throwing the ball away, tried to fit a throw in. And I think the narrative's entirely different. if Florida lost that first game to Utah, so – uh, I, I don't know. I see a big knuckle sandwich coming from Tennessee boys.
1: I like it. I like it. I will say Cam Rising way better than Charlie Brewer. Cam. Uh, Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. Um, I, I, for one, am very excited for this game. Sam Hartman some one of my favorite players in college history beside, behind Grayson McCall. Uh, so glad he's back on the field after his medical issue. Glad he's healthy and can play. Um, I know we have a, a siege VIP play in this one, but uh, what, what do you what do you guys think? What, what are you expecting here?
3: I uh, I leaned Wake at first when it was seven and a half, um, just because I think Clemson's defense is just a tad overrated, and I think Wake would score a little bit. But I don't know. a lot of sharps seem to be on Clemson, um, which is odd, or you know. A, a road favorite like that, but I don't think I trust Wake enough. They barely beat Liberty. I know does not look-ahead spot, but I, think they, I, I just like the over more than anything. I think both teams will score a little bit, even with Clemson's shitty offense. Um, Wake can't stop anybody. So, I'll take the over, and I'm not going to touch the spread.
1: All right. I, I mean, I'm rooting for uh, Wake Forest to win, obviously, uh, but... It, Again, I would lean over. I don't. I don't know if seven points is enough for Wake. I mean, it just. I mean, it is Clemson after all. But Clemson, I don't know. I, they're a tough one to figure out. Uh, G- Greg Jordan, anything on on these two teams?
2: Jordan, you go ahead if you got anything.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not touching the spread. Um, originally, like Dev said, I did like Wake, but they got absolutely rolled last year. I know it was at Clemson. Um, just a big talent difference, I think. Wake can't stop anyone, I, even though Clemson's offense is that bad. They're, they're going to score at will, um, and I'm hoping Wake can try to match them and keep up hitting that over. But, yeah, I mean, seven points, I could, see, be, I could see it being close, but I could also see a remake of last year when Clemson absolutely throws them again. So, sure, uh, don't really know how to lean, but I'm just going to touch the total and that. Take the points. All right. Well-disciplined. I
1: like it. Um, Texas A&M, uh, minus one and a half in, in Dallas against Arkansas. Uh, hold on, Greg.
0: Hold on, Greg had something oh, about that game. Oh, did you, Greg? I'm sorry. N-
2: nothing major. I just want to say uh, I, I'm staying away. Like, I'm, I'm inserting uh, a, a rule of sorts for my entire household. I'm not allowed to bet on ACC until further notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hate this conference. I think everybody's bad in it. Uh, I think people want Clemson to be good and they're probably going to look good because most of the guys in this conference and most of the teams, in this conference aren't good. Wake, like we know they can score. We know they can make games entertaining, but I don't know. Like it was an obvious look ahead spot last week against Liberty, but it's still Liberty. And, like, not Malik Willis-Liberty, I just don't trust anybody in this spot right now. I want to see it a little bit more. Nothing would surprise me in this game, whether that's a 30-point Clemson win or, honestly, like, a three-score Wake Forest blowout statement win. It wouldn't surprise me in this game.
1: Sure. Uh, I'll also say you're right. It's not a, a Malik Willis-Liberty, but in their favor, it's also not a Charlie Brewer-Liberty. Uh, Liberty. So, if you can tell, I'm not a Charlie Brewer uh, fan. But uh, – so Texas A&M, um, you know, this, this line is weird to me. It almost seems like a trap line. Uh, we do have a CGIP play on it. Um, however, I'm, I'm not going to overthink this one. Um, I, I don't want to say what I'm going to take, but let's say I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be out here screaming woo pig suey. Um, Greg, do you have any thoughts on, on this one?
2: Uh, look, I want to buy into KJ Jefferson, badly, but I can't get there, and I don't know why at all. Um, I will say, like, this is one of those classic, like, I read the game games, and I just assume that because of the way it's listed, this is a home game for Texas a and Not the case. Let's be very clear. This is a, a neutral site game that's mm-hmm. massive. Right. Because I keep convincing myself, oh, Texas a home game. Like, why are they only minus one? Hammer it uh again two teams I don't really trust I could be steered either way I could talk myself into either one but right now I think like the safe play from my perspective is just back to home team who's a program I trust a little bit more and an Arkansas team that is all over the map right now like yeah they've won the games but they've been on the ropes like week after week right now so I I don't know I still another one I want to see a little more from each to feel real good about but if I was pressed into it give me A&M. Sure.
1: I like it. Uh, Dev, Jordan, anything on this one?
3: I don't think Arkansas is very good. Uh, we know A&M's not great, but that defense is real. At right. least we know their defense is good. Arkansas, yeah, they score points, but they haven't played that many good teams. I think Cincinnati's very overrated, um, not nearly as good as we thought they'd be. And um, I, I trust a and M a a little bit more than Arkansas, which says a lot, because I don't trust A&M either. Yeah. Jordan?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with what you both just said. Not big on Arkansas at all, so I'm definitely going A&M. All
1: right. A&M it is. Uh, w- one more game that I, I think will be very interesting this week, and it's a little old school versus new school, James Madison versus App State. James Madison's first year in Division One, obviously, uh, or 1A, I should say. And they're making a name for themselves. They've been fun to watch, just as App State has. You've heard me t- talk about Chase Bryce plenty of times on this uh, podcast for App State. Uh, I think this game is going to be a shootout, but it should be, certainly be a fun one to watch. Um, anyone have anything on that or, or just any game in general that you're looking forward to or anything you want to touch on?
3: Trev, I, I do like that James Madison uh, team a lot. I think they went out right this week. Um, I'm, I've sprinkled them in a Moneyline Parlay, um, trying to trying to get like Greg, except I'm putting like five bucks on this one, not uh, a <laughs> hundred. But uh, yeah, I, I think they went out right at um, – App State is mainly because th- this is uh, App State's, like, third game in a row where they have to get up for a big game, um, A&M, and then last week was College Game Day. And I just don't th- know if they can do it for three weeks in a row. I think they kind of lay an egg here and run into a underrated James Madison team. Yeah, I like
1: that a lot. Greg, Jordan, anything you want to add either on that or any game in general?
0: Um I do want to ask Greg a question. Uh, is Rutgers Moneyline in the in the underdog parlay this week?
1: Rutgers. We might have lost Greg.
0: Uh-oh. I do like uh, Rutgers, though. That's going to be an interesting game.
2: Uh, Can you guys hear me now? I think...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: How the anchor app just muted me. I apologize for that. Uh, so... <laughs> Ruck is 100% going to be involved. I would say uh, a little behind the curtain of how I build these. Tier games. One to two underdogs that I'm just like all over. And if they lose, everything is dead. Ruckers does not get that kind of respect from me because they're Ruckers. But... Uh, be involved in tier two which is where like i'm looking to sprinkle them in one to two of the plays at all times uh i have my eyes on that game for sure piscataway at night against a team that just can't score that just sounds like weird magic voodoo stuff uh back to to trav's question about other games i want to talk about i do have uh two i'd like to just quickly hit on one of them it's gonna come back to the mitten state and you guys won't like it but Michigan minus 17 against Maryland, uh, I, I just want to jump all over this. And I'm going to read numbers. I'm a stats guy again. But under Jim Harbaugh against Maryland, Michigan's won every single game. This is the number of points they've won those games by. 41, 31, 21, 25, 56, 28. And wow. I think this Michigan team is a particularly good Michigan team. I would say last year and this year are sort of Harbaugh getting over the hump. They have a real NFL quarterback that usually never happens. And more importantly, I think this Michigan team has heard the noise about their schedule. I think they've heard the yapping from people on like, Oh, when are you going to play someone? I think they just want to just destroy somebody with a pulse And Maryland's fine. I don't think they're a bad team. They're a bowl team for sure, but they just so happen to be the guys with a pulse that have to go to Ann Arbor and potentially catch a pissed off Michigan team. So I'll be shocked if this isn't a 25, 28 point win minimum. Uh, And I I love the value at minus 17.
3: Greg, great minds think alike. Um, That was that's a siege VIP play. We're gonna give a, give it out at the end of the podcast as a free VIP play, but we'll give it out now because we also love Michigan um, to cover the spread in this one, as we think they dog walk Maryland and you know put fifty up on them.
1: Yeah, our our allegiance, Greg, is with money, not with any one team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like you guys. You guys are smart gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> all right, so l- let me split spin my second one at you, and I have a feeling. Uh, well, I, I'll be curious if this aligns with Siege VIP or if this is opposite potentially. Uh, so I've I've gone on record every single week of the season right now and basically said I don't buy into USC. Uh, I think they're a very talented team. I don't think they play a lot of defense. And I think they're sort of the, the national darling that people are falling in love with that everybody's going to get bid on at some point and the books are going to make a killing off of it. Oregon State, at home, Corvallis, they have a mutual opponent on the year. That's Fresno State. The Beavers went to Fresno and won that game. Chance Nolan, he's not going to lose them this game. I don't trust the Trojan defense. I don't know. I, I would like to spread better if it was seven. And it seems like some of the public on Oregon State surprises me. I would. Oregon State money line is one of my underdogs this week. Tier one, they're going to be in pretty much every play for me.
1: Oh man, good. Good thing we're doing this all remotely because
0: Jordan might square up with you right now. USC is his darling team. <laughs> they are my favorite team ever this year. I I went all over, hammered their over win totals, got them a, a future ticket on them. I got a future Heisman winner in Caleb Williams, but I hate to say, I agree with you, Greg. They were so undervalued to start the year. Now they're definitely way overvalued. Their defense is very suspect. Um, I, for one, cost our Siege guys our parlay. We each made a play with a parlay last week. I was on Fresno State as the last leg and let the team down. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to fade USC ever again. Um, learned my lesson, but, yeah, definitely on the right track there. I'm, I'm not going to take them, that's for sure. But um, they were at home last week, so I'll give them that. That is that is a trap game for them, and I could definitely see Oregon State winning outright.
1: Yeah, let, Jordan, it doesn't happen often that you're the one that lets down the squad parlay, so so, so don't let it get at you. <laughs> well, let's move on to our our dog of the week, um, Greg. We've talked about this. This is your bread and butter. Uh, you know, I, I love seeing your you'd take down the book with that huge win last, you know what was it last year i think or the year before um anyway i would be lying if i said it, it that that did not i did not start doing those on my own just one a week now Um trying to trying to chase the big win like you had uh so let, let's start with you
2: what what's your what's your dog of the week i think i'm gonna lock in the one i just said it's the juiciest i'm going to oregon state on the money line uh Back to my tiered strategy. Michigan State and Oregon State will be in everything, uh, and, and it's especially fun. Part of this is just strategy. Wow. Especially fun when like one of your staples good about is a late night game. You can just get to that late night game, regardless of what happens. That's the the sweating that you. So for sure, uh, we. I, I I'm on those two. I if I. I'll go Oregon state just cause I don't think Oregon state should even be considered an underdog in that spot. So give me the Beavers.
1: All right. I like it. And I, I like, we, I like your strategy too. That's one of James Bates strategies. Just take a late night one, see if you can hedge or take a cash out or, or if you're still up drinking for the night, uh, give you something to do. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to Jordan and Dev, they're underdogs of the week last week, outright winners. Dogs were barking. Um, Dev, I'll let you go first. Uh, say anything you want about last week and then talk about who your dog is this week.
3: Yeah, shout out my Bowling Green Falcons. Um, that wasn't, I wouldn't say easy, but a classic letdown game for Marshall coming off a huge win in South Bend. You take the Falcons, you don't look back. I didn't think they went outright, right, but uh, glad they did. Wish I sprinkled the money line. Um, anyway, dog of the week this week. I'm going to uh, Kansas State plus 13 at Oklahoma, might be down to 12 and a half now. I got it at 13 yesterday, but um, I think we're getting some value here. They lost to Tulane, who isn't an awful team, but K-State, you know, a classic look-ahead game to Oklahoma. Um, they got caught slipping a little bit, came out flat. Uh, I think they bounce back, give Oklahoma a scare, as I don't think Oklahoma is um, that great, to be honest. Um, I think Kansas State usually plays them pretty tough, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just think we're, you know, if they just, if Kansas State just beats Tulane last week, even if it's by one, this line's closer to nine and a half or 10. Instead, we get 13. I'll take the value and sprinkle on them.
1: Hashtag value. Jordan, how about you? Another outright winner last week.
0: Yeah, not a not a huge dog this week. Um, I'm taking San Diego State plus three, uh, sprinkle the money line plus one thirty five, but no really uh, no stats or any research really goes into this other than the fact that anytime a MAG team is on the road uh, as a favorite, I'm fading them every time. Um, Worked for me last week taking Vandy against uh, Northern Illinois. They're getting three or four, I believe, and end up winning outright by 10. I'm um, hoping for the same thing this week. I, you guys know my thoughts on the Mac. i fade them any chance I can get, uh, and I'm going to do it again this week. So I think San Diego State is, is better than what they've shown this year. Um, I know they, they lost to Arizona week one, which is somewhat of a bad loss, but um, I expect them to bounce back and uh, win this game outright.
1: All right. I'll I'll go to mine here. Uh, Probably a square play, but oh well. I'm already 0-3 on Dogs of the Week. It's just atrocious. Uh, BYU got absolutely rolled against Oregon. Um, I've been impressed with Wyoming this year. Uh, They're a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Clearly, BYU is beatable, and Wyoming just got a front row seat and the blueprints on how exactly to do that. I think 22 points are, are too many, and I'll take the Cowboys this week. Uh, let's head to locks of the week. Um, Jordan, back-to-back 3-0 and weeks. Why don't you kick us off?
0: No, I was uh, 3-0 and week one, and then late and well, one and two the following week, and then 3-0. and but... Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, I yeah. got it
1: mixed around. Sorry. Well, go ahead and, and get us started with the 3-0 and week last week anyway.
0: All right, first play I uh, talked about a little bit earlier it was uh, MSU, Minnesota over. Minnesota hasn't played anyone, but, I mean, they're averaging – 50 plus points a game, maybe closer to 60. Um, States averaging around 40 a game. Uh, both teams can score, and this total is a lot lower than I thought at 50. So definitely taking that. Um, next play is the Liberty Akron under 57 and a half. Uh, I think there was some injury news that came out because that total dropped down to 54 out of nowhere today. But uh, locked that in at 57 and a half. I mean, if you tell me Liberty scores 50. I still like the under cause Akron's that bad. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly don't expect him to score more than seven points. So I'm um, feeling really confident about that, bet. And then my last play, I talked about it earlier. I know Greg will like it, but Rutgers plus seven and a half. Uh, I think that's the lowest total of the year. Maybe it might be a record. I think it's like 34 is the total points. Um, well, you know, Iowa can't score at all. I, I expect that would be a real close game. Um, seven and a half is way too many points for iowa to be fair against against anyone right now so um locking that in at seven and
1: a half well, well that was my strategy last week jordan my my dog of the week was nevada plus 23 i thought there's no way iowa could even score 23 yes. points and they win 27 zero so <laughs> yeah
0: go figure uh- <laughs> nevada's really bad
1: oh yeah they're awful um I forgot about James dog of the week. So I'll, I'll do his locks of the week and hit back to his dog real quick. Since he wasn't able to join us, James, uh, coming off of own three a week, unfortunately, but he has air force minus 24, Michigan minus 16 and a half Baylor plus three. Those are his three locks. And then his dog of the week, uh, Washington state plus seven. Oof. Um, I guess I'll, I'll keep rolling into mine. Um, Going three of my favorite quarterbacks in the country this year. So far, I'm, I'm going to take all three of them. Uh, number one, obviously, I know Coastal Carolina already started this week, but I promise you I had this written down yesterday when I planned out the podcast. Coastal Carolina minus two. just It was a weird line. Didn't overthink it. Just hammer Coastal. So far, they're up 27-10, I believe, with a couple minutes to go at half. Uh, the North Carolina money line against Notre Dame. Dev, you said it earlier. Notre Dame is, they suck and uh, they should be worried. Uh, And again, weird line, minus one, minus one and a half or so. Uh, Again, don't overthink it. Hammer North Carolina. Uh, Drake May will lead them to the promised land. And then uh, you guys got me a little worried about this one. I'm not going to lie. But like I said, I have to take my three favorite quarterbacks. Sam Hartman at Wake will go Wake plus seven. Um, Greg, what do you, you, do you, do you have three locks for us this week that you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, I'll give you three locks. I've, I've spoken to two of them and then I'll say the third. Uh, I love, absolutely love the first Michigan minus 17, 16 and a half, whatever it is around there. I'll bet it all the way up to 20 and feel as good as I do about it. Uh, play number two, it's Michigan State, boys. And if I got to go the L word here, I'll take the points, but uh, I ain't no scaredy cat either, boys. Lock the money, <laughs> don't sweat it. Uh, <laughs> The third one, though, here's a, an, a quiet play that's not fun to talk about, but it's a play I feel as strongly about as the other two here. Boston College is plus 17 and a half. They're going to play Florida State. Florida State, I think, is starting to get a lot of, like, are they back, are they good hype, and my answer to that would be no. I think <laughs> you could see everything you needed to about that team on opening night against LSU. Both those teams were disasters, and I just, I, I like, 17 and a half is so much, but it's a lot of points, especially when you're going up against a team that has a quarterback that is going to get drafted in Phil Dracovic. so, I like, Boston College has not been good this year. They've been disappointing. They were a lot of people's sleeper picks in the ACC, and I'm breaking my own rule that I just made 20 minutes ago, betting on an ACC team, but... <laughs> Uh, the the number for me here, 40 times, the last 40 ACC games Florida State has played, they've only won by 18 or more points four times. Wow. And the last three games in this series between Boston College and Florida State have been one-score games. This line is 10 points off. Give me the points.
1: I love it. I wonder what that line is if they don't come back and win against Louisville last week. right
2: That's a great question.
1: Because they were getting – smacked and then somehow they came back and play or came back and won. So that was interesting. But uh th- three good locks there. Obviously, we all agree with the Michigan one for sure, as that's a siege play. Um, Dev,
3: what, what about you? What do you have? Yeah, first game will be Friday night, Syracuse, Virginia. I'm taking the under. Uh, 53 and a half is what it's at right now. And Virginia, one, they can't score. And two, their defense is – Decent, I will say. Um, Illinois dog walked in, but it was like twenty-four to three. They beat Old Dominion last week, sixteen to fourteen. Been playing some close games, but low-scoring games as well. And Syracuse likes to run the ball. Sean Tucker, great running back. I think he'll uh, get his hundred yards and a touchdown, and Syracuse wins like twenty to thirteen, something like that. Uh, give me the under. That's way too too many points. Um, second game I like, and this is a really, really bad team, but I'm addicted to betting on bad teams and good spots. Give me Colorado plus 21 and a half against, or at home against UCLA. Boulder can be a tricky place to play. I said that week one, when they played TCU and they got throttled, but (laughs) TCU is a lot better than UCLA. Um, if Colorado just scores 20 points, they cover with ease, I think, um, is I mean, can they do that? Yet to be seen. But i uh, that's a lot of points on the road to cover. So I'll take Colorado. Third game, um, Stanford plus 14 at Washington. And this is just a classic kind of letdown spot for Washington. I think they come out flat. Wouldn't surprise me if Stanford wins outright, although their defense is pretty bad. Pennix could let them up. But I think they score enough to keep it uh, within the number. And those are my three locks. I love it. Great.
1: Well, we mentioned it a few times now that uh, our, our free play that we're going to give out, that uh, we gave, already gave to clients earlier this week, Michigan minus 16 and a half. Everyone on this, play, on this podcast loves it. Make sure you go hammer it. Um, Greg, before we sign off here, what's going on over at Sleepers Media in the field of 68 right now or maybe
2: upcoming later this year? Yeah, man. So Field of 68, we're doing college football live shows five days a week. Uh, I get to host quite a few of those. I'm actually jumping to host tonight's show at 10 p.m. Uh, By the time people hear this, it will be in the past. But uh, I'm having a blast with it. I get to meet a bunch of guys who play college football. Christian Hackenberg is one of our co-hosts. He's awesome. So you can find all of that at the Field of 12. It's called the Field of 12 as they're going to the 12-team playoff. And then Field of 68 is college basketball. And uh, Sleepers Media, you know, Carter Elliott's hard to get a hold of these days, but uh, when we're not losing bets together, we are in the works on some plans for a travel series during college basketball season this year. So uh, stay tuned. If you're a Big Ten fan, you may see us at some various campuses, some various bars, some various road games. So we're looking forward to it.
1: Great. Lots of good stuff. Anyone who wants to check out that uh, those college football shows you have, where, where where can we find them?
2: Yeah. You're going to want to look on YouTube and it's the field of 12 is the YouTube channel. And then uh, we stream everything to Twitter as well. So if you follow me, you'll find most of it. I'm retweeting shit like 90 times a day. It's probably annoying at this point, but uh, Hey, also I need to end with a a very chaotic bet gentlemen, but I'm not going to leave the show without a chaotic bet. Uh, Again, no one's going to hear this until after it's done, but I will stake my reputation on a live bet on West Virginia money line right now. They're now at seven to three as I speak. This Mountaineers second half big.
3: They can't play any worse. Slovis has been awful.
2: He's been horrible, but they're getting the ball in the right spots. Dev, the Hokies haven't pulled away. This bodes well.
3: <laughs> I'm sprinkling. <laughs>
2: I hope you're right because
1: we all have uh, West Virginia money line already. So let's let's cash it.
2: God, I knew I loved you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so uh, make sure you follow Greg at GWeezy12 on Twitter at. Um, field of 68 and at field of 12 and at sleepers media so that'll do it for season two episode 10 of the siege podcast thanks again thanks again to greg for joining us greg always a pleasure and you're welcome to join us anytime
2: anytime you guys call i'm back gentlemen i love doing this big fans of everything you guys do appreciate it i'm
0: feeling a big win from g-wiz this week some siege mojo let's do it
2: let's rock baby Let's do it. You
1: know the deal. Follow us on Twitter at PickSeeds. Remember, always gamble responsibly. Let's cash some tickets this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. All right.